Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson, and we are wrapping up the week here, going through the defense as I did the offense, and I mentioned this was my article this week, so it's going to be redundant if you read it already, and if you did, many of you gave me tremendous feedback on this one. I always get good, nice uh, comments from you guys, but this one was especially um, kind of you guys. I am um, heading to the owners' meeting on Sunday morning, coming back Thursday night. Uh, I'll probably be recording. I will be recording stuff from my hotel, though, so that's not a big issue. Maybe we'll find out some news while we're down there. Um, so, where are we here? I just pulled up my article to go off of. I'd probably just do this by memory. So, talking about the defense, the stuff that still needs to be done. So here are the Steelers defensive players from last year that do not have a contract anywhere in the league right now. So um, Miles Jack, William Jackson, Tyson Alualu. Uh, when I wrote this, Terrell Edmonds, but he is an Eagle now in case you haven't heard. Chris Wormley, Marcus Allen, Carl Joseph. Those are the, the prominent names. And since then, Actually, it happened as soon as I turned the article in, like an hour after that, James Pierre was signed, which in the article I mentioned several times, and I've told you guys too, that that's something that should be, you know, in the cards. I think the Pierre move worked out really well because he was going to be like a little over 2 million of a cap hit with his restricted tender. They got him for a little over a million and he's valuable. So, okay. So the Steelers usually keep six defensive linemen. Seven's not out of the question, but it can it, usually it's six big guys. And I'm not talking the edge dudes, I'm talking the 300 pounders, basically. Cam Hayward, Ogan Joby, Liao, Adams, Loudermilk are the five that are. And, and when, when I say the prominent names, there are a couple other guys that are camp bodies that have some con, you know, but these are the guys I think have, are the contributors, you know, the names. I'm not going to dig crazy down into a name that has no chance of being there that's on a futures contract or something like that. So those five are under contract. I think Loudermilk's at a put up or shut up stage, you know, a stage of his career. They could move on from Adams and save a little money as well. But basically they need two more. I mean, I think you need a nose tackle type, assuming you're going to keep the same defensive scheme as they have. Someone preferably better than Adams or a second round pick or a fourth round pick knows that's going to be better than Adams, you hope. And then somebody that's ideally would be Cam Hayward's replacement, heir, you know, I mean, a Brian Brisset, someone like that, or even just somebody to push louder milk. So I listed a few, you know, um, so if you start just with the nose. There's a couple names I like that are still in free agency. Ashawn Robinson is really attractive to me. And then there's some older dudes like Linvel Joseph, Akeem Hicks. Those guys aren't going to sign until right before the season, though. You know, that, that's just the way that that usually goes. Um, you could also draft a Mazzy Smith or a or Ika from Baylor. Those would be day two options. I don't think nose on day one is in the picture. But how about... What I call tackle, you guys mostly call ends, you know, the the Tuits, the Aaron Smiths, the Cam Haywards. Some names out there that would help there are Matt Ioannidis, Shelby Harris, Namakong Sue, who could also play the nose, Calais Campbell, Jerry Tillery. 
Bringing back Wormley makes as much sense as most of those, though, and he'd probably be cheaper. Um, we've talked draft a lot. Brisset, I mentioned, he would be the only first rounder I would consider. There's uh, some second round options, but it's not a great draft for interior D linemen. I, I really like Gervin Dexter from Florida, but he's a project. Zach Pickens, Keanu Burton. Um, so those are the names you're looking at there. So I feel like they need to add two, what I'm going to call defensive linemen, a nose and a end tackle type. I also think they're going to need to add one more edge player. So we got, we know Watt and Highsmith are the starters. Quincy Roche is back with the team. I'm not sure if all of you knew that. And they also gave Jones a contract who I think is useful. And I think Jones will be your number four. Can Roche make you keep four or keep five? They usually keep four. I think what you're lacking right now is the number three, you know, the, the the first guy off the bench behind Watt and Highsmith. I don't know that Roche can become that dude or not, to be very honest with you. Um, but I do like the Jamar Jones re-signing. Some names that I would have some interest in, and it's a good edge draft class, so that's interesting. You know, I, I don't want to overspend for an edge, which you usually do, but it is a deep class. But what if you brought in Robert Quinn? Shaq Lawson, Justin Houston, Marcus Golden, guys like that that have been around the block, that don't want to play a ton of snaps at this stage of their career, much like the Ingram move that I've brought up many times, but I you know, wouldn't be Ingram. But there are a wealth of these type of dudes out there right now. Bring in Robert Quinn and play him 25 snaps a game. That would make some sense. But so far, they really need to add a nose. They need to add an end. They need to add an outside linebacker slash edge guy. So quick break here and we will break down the back half of the defense. So we are back. We already have seen sweeping changes really at off the ball linebacker you know you have two new starters in Holcomb and Roberts and Robinson's in the mix as well uh, they picked up Tay Crowder I decided said he's in the mix there's a couple of those type of guys that are Roche is in the mix you know I don't know if I put louder milk at that level but he's a little above that obviously but I do think they're going to bring in another. I would not use a 17th pick on any of these linebackers. At 32, though, supposedly they have some interest in Trenton Simpson from Clemson. Jack Campbell, Drew Saunders, are those guys have some interest for me. I have a feeling, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that. You could also wait. I mean, there's guys like Dayon Henley, uh, Toto from Henry Toto from, the, from Bama. Or maybe you just use a fifth round pick there on a special teamer and live with what you have because you can't have everything. You know, we have to talk about all these needs and you know, there's only so many resources for this. Um, I do have interest in Nolan Smith at 17 from Georgia and think Chad Brown, Lawrence Timmons. Everyone's going to say Micah Parsons, but he's like the best player in the league. Um, but he would be an off the ball slash third outside linebacker for you. Maybe he fills both roles. Um, once he gets established, though, you're probably only going to fill one or the other. You could bring back Miles Jack. You could sign Rashawn Evans. 
Anthony Walker. I don't think Bobby Wagner's are going to come to the Steelers. He's a West Coast guy, and I'm sure he's had offers and hasn't taken any of them at this point. So one more linebacker. I doubt it's going to be a huge investment, but I guess I could paint a picture where number 32 is Trenton Simpson or something like that. Because they do need to get better in coverage there than where they're at. But I think that – I hesitate to say that – that they might be more apt to draft a D lineman or a corner than a linebacker. But that's just my thinking. I don't know that's their thinking. So safety is obviously in the news because Edmonds is gone. KZ is back. Usually they keep four. You could certainly keep five. Five is probably better for special teams reasons. Speaking of which, I think Miles Killebrew probably has the team made as a star special teamer. KZ and Minka are going to be your uh, your starters. Trey Norwood's in the mix. Elijah Riley's in the mix. Norwood was a little disappointing for me last year. I wouldn't guarantee that he's going to make the team. So much like outside linebacker or you know edge, they need their third guy. You know, I mean, or even a, a strong. You know, I would imagine they want an Edmonds replacement, not someone still like Minka and KZ. Um, you could consider in the draft. I don't love it. Um, you know, you could look to the Bama dude Burns, and he's a a good player. He's a very very good player, and he would kill a lot of needs. Obviously, um, I, I think that's a, a branch. I'm sorry, I called him Brian Burns. I always do that with he's the edge guy for the the Panthers, but Brian Branch would be a similar. You probably have to use 17 on him, but he might fall to 32 after a very lackluster combine. He would be very similar to Minka and KZ. I mean, I think that the interchangeableness of those guys is intriguing, but I still think they're more in the market for a strong than they are another one of those versatile types. And that doesn't mean Branch can't be in the mix. I mean, he would be your slot corner from day one too, but Minka and KZ can also be your slot corner. So, again, you're looking for your number three. You're looking for your Edmonds replacement. And I don't love Adrian Amos at this stage of his career, Penn State guy, but he would be a fallback option. The two names I like are Taylor Rapp and John Johnson. And I'm sure you could get them the similar deals that Edmonds signed. Not a ton of money. That wouldn't be all that difficult to to deal with. But maybe most likely your third-round picks of safety. And I don't love this safety class, but – then you could stagger your money and age a little bit better. You know, Jair Brown, Jartavis Martin, Jamie Robinson, Sidney Brown, Christopher Smith, Jordan Battle. Overall, it's an average class of safeties, but there'll be somebody there in round three or four. There'll be a great special teamer from the start, your third guy. It's not ideal, but it's okay. We've talked corner a lot. So I absolutely think the Steelers will draft a corner with one of their top three picks. And to me, that's becoming more and more clear. You probably could, you can keep six, um, especially depending how the slot works out. Is it going to be a safety? Is it going to be a corner? Is Millette making the team? But Millette and Pierre Witherspoon, at least for now, Levi Wallace and Peterson are your corners under contract. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Does Millette guarantee the spot? No. Could you cut Witherspoon at any point and save money? Sure. 
Millet's your only true slot of that group. I also have some interest. Maybe we'll have a whole Patrick Peterson podcast at some point because I do think they're going to use him in more ways than he's been used before at this stage of his career. Branch would sure help you or would eliminate your slot need and make it a strength. But I mean, that's an early pick. That's 17 or 32 or trading down from 17. Um, you could also draft a true slot like Ladanian Tomlinson's kid, who's small, but he's fast as could be and is a good player. Clark Phillips is a slot that um, is a day two guy. I mean, it, it, you'd be lucky to get him in the third round. It's probably more like your mid-second round pick. But where the, the draft is heavy, and you and I, we've talked about this a ton, there's a dozen outside corners, you know, starting with Porter, that could be in the mix from from the, the 17th pick to 32 to the mid-second rounder. There's a long list of those names. There'll be guys available. If you have any pipe dreams about Christian Gonzalez or Devin Weatherspoon, let me crush those right now. Witherspoon and Gonzalez will not be there. They're going to go pretty high. They will not make it to 17. I think Porter's got a 50% chance, maybe less chance of making it uh, there. I, I can't imagine the Steelers would sign an outside corner, especially with all the ones available in the draft. Rocky Sin, Marcus Peters. I don't think that's in the cards at all. The only name I came up with was Bryce Callahan. He's had some injuries, but he's a pure slot and has had a good career. You could get him probably at a reasonable price. Um, There's a lot of guys like Eli Apple and Ronald Darby, Shaq Griffin that all have something wrong with them. I, I don't know that that's any better than Spoon at this point, but I do expect this to be a pretty heavy draft on defense, uh, defensive draft. You got to get younger there. Got to get a little cheaper for the future. Um, But there are holes is a strong word. I mean, you need to add, you know, there are guys who are going to make the roster. You're going to need to add a nose. You're going to have to add another defensive lineman, D tackle, D end type. You're going to need a third outside linebacker, some sort of off the ball guy. It could be someone better than all the guys you have. Maybe it's your third. I don't know exactly how they look at that. I think a strong safety and an outside corner at a minimum. So, those are the things they'll be shopping for the rest of the way here. Bargain prices on free agents, uh, certainly in the draft. It's going to be a defensive heavy draft. So thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend. Over and out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.